Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us today. I'm your host, the Mayor, Matt Logsdon, and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. Lord Ketchum. And I'm Dave, King of the Road. Tonight we're discussing The Children from 1980. They're normal, everyday children. They like playing games and having fun. They're like everybody's children, except that something terrifying happened to them. Pray you never meet them. Jenny, darling, is that you? Mama! The children rated R. Now playing at the Lake Shore. The children begins with a busload of school kids driving into some nuclear waste cloud, I guess that somehow formed over the road because someone left a toxic waste faucet dripping at a local plant. They do a bad job of selling me on such a dense toxic gas forming in such a minor leak, but I digress. The local law enforcement shows up to discover the bus is empty and he checks it out. From here we get a bit of the Night of the Living Dead meets Children of the Corn. Not to in any way give the impression that it's as good as either of those movies, but that's pretty much the premise. It takes a predictable course of action from here, with kids teaming up to deplete their parental and adult population of this New England village. So with that being said, let's go right into discussion on this one. All right, so just want to uh, remind our listeners and anyone that's unfamiliar on how we do things, we are on full spoiler alert here on Nostalgia Highway. Uh, now, we may not disclose every detail, but there will be minor and major spoilers discussed in this episode. All right. We're going to explore the space. We are going to explore the space. I say you open us up there, Dave King. All right. Well, if you haven't seen this movie, I'm, I'm not saying it's like one of my favorite movies. I'm not like a fan of it, but... It's worth a watch if, if you're going to want to see an obscure movie and yeah. get a recommendation. I'd, I'd throw this in my maybe top ten obscure recommendations. Sure. If you're in for about a, a good hour and a half laugh and uh, some corny, some cheesy, some campy, this is definitely the movie for you. That's right. I agree. Um, one of the first things I noticed that I thought, like, okay, this is this kind of set the tone for me. And when we watched this together, catch them the other night, <laughs> yeah. Was the uh, the power plant's homemade stencil sign? <laughs> yeah, it, took, oh, it looked like my. they took a, a piece of plywood. Probably got about two fifty invested in the whole thing. Oh man! And um, just stenciled some words on it. It's 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 totally. It's great. not centered. It's jumbled up. It's <laughs> it's it, it's just kind of like all right. And from that point on, you just kind of knew where we we were going to be at on our cheesiness level yeah. with this movie. Do you know what the budget for it was? Um, if you give me a moment, I can no, pull that fine. up. I just was curious. Off the top of my head, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's even listed, dude, to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm not what? seeing it. They might not have the... Um... This is a relatively obscure movie. It's now, I, I do know yeah. the producers of this movie, I guess they made a lot of deals. To use the cemetery, I guess uh, the people that were in charge of the cemetery, the producer had to pay money for them to use the cemetery. For one of the houses, the assistant wanted to use it and the father said okay I'll let you use it if you let my daughter in the movie so it's type those types of things <laughs> all right, all right. so that sounds like something that would be done around in our area for, yeah, for that's a kind movie of a, and stuff that's okay though you know you gotta start some that's former logic yeah yeah I'll let you use my cemetery put my daughter in your movie <laughs> right she always wanted to be in one of the movie films when I build my picture shows when I build my VHS store I, I would totally use it in a, in a movie yeah. you know for sure, but it, that, that that definitely seems on par 
was something that would happen in the town of Ravensbeck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Do we want to discuss the uh, the clear exploitation of theme music from different movies in this? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first things you'll notice throughout watching this movie is a um, obvious ri- uh, ripoff of Psycho, Friday Thirteenth, and I mean, something else. Uh, it's ridiculous. I, I picked up on Jaws. A little bit of Jaws. You got a little bit of Jaws. I heard a little bit. Yeah, there was a little bit. I got a little bit of Jaws. And it's worth noting that Harry Manfredini, who also famously scored the Friday the 13th uh, score, did this one. It's also worth noting that Friday the 13th came out 25 days prior to this movie. It's like he took his trash from... (laughs) His B-sides. Yeah, his B-sides. When he was making Friday, or he was scoring Friday Thirteenth, and he just said, like, "Hey, yeah, I mean, he was going to use this." He went to the recycle bin well, and said, "Restore to folder." Basically, two I mean, movies coming out at once, though. I mean, you know, right? It kind of puts a strain on time. You know, you really oh, don't yeah. have too much time to create something new, especially for a movie that is <laughs> doesn't have the budget. <laughs> right. Well, this had a very limited release theatrically, which that to me is even amazing in itself. Um, like you guys hinted on, this is very obscure. This is very low budget. But let's talk about some of the uh, special effects here. What, what what did you guys think of, you know, the charred, burnt-up, chemical burns? I've seen a lot worse. I agree with that. It looked like their faces looked like piles of roast beef that had been, <laughs> color, like, spray-painted, like, oh. red and pink and... Like, it's just, I don't know. It it wasn't done very well. It wasn't um, <laughs> totally phony, though. I mean... No, no, nothing like that. Well, but they also it's knew back fair. in the day, they had the protection of VHS being not super high-quality film city. I, we've gathered, since we've gotten HD and 4K and all this stuff in time, we've discovered that, wow, they really used the deficiencies of the technology at the time yeah. to their advantage. Right. To mask their flaws. Right. Right. <laughs> and now it's bing! High def right there in front of you. I'm like, wow, that doesn't look great. Well, fortunately, I do believe the original copy of this movie has been lost because when they went to re-release the remastered version when Troma got a hold of it. Yep, that was in 05. <clears throat> they re-release it and it still has all the crappy you know, spots and lines running through the screen as it did in the original release. Well, and I tell you, and that's actually something that I felt was one of the things that I appreciated most about this movie was it had that grindhouse sure. look to it and you got the cigarette burns and you hear yeah. the popping of the you know, the audio and I, I don't know, to me that's... That helps the movie, I think. It sets to me, a lot well, well, I mean, we're, we're children of, the, no pun intended, we are yeah. children of the time and that's what that I don't know. That's that's Sometimes home. We want to see that. Yes, yeah. that's our safe place. That's our safe place. I absolutely place. want to see that. I'm right. A, I'm a VHS person. I wish I had this on VHS. I'd love to watch it. See how crappy the, <laughs> the video quality is. <laughs> I mean, the the cover art is awesome. It makes me. It really. When uh, yeah. Dave Kane showed me this movie, I was really excited. Uh, well, I immediately said to you, I thought it was in black and white because it mm-hmm. it looked something like you would see from like. The 60s. Early 60s. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, it was very reminiscent of what you would see, well, like maybe Village of the Damned or, you know, those types of films. Mm -hmm. It's totally trying to do what Village of the Damned did, except... Clearly. 
little toxic yeah. zombie yeah. children with black fingernails yeah. running around. The girls looking like Karen Cooper from Night of the Living Dead. Which, <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I kind of like that. The one scene where the girl's lurking in the woods, where the John character's car broke down on the side of the road yeah. before the Sheriff King got him. Yeah. I actually like that scene. Yeah, I thought that was kind of effective. Um, that was... It really reminded me of Karen Cooper. I'm like, well, we got a little Karen Cooper knockoff going around here in the woods. That's neat. I like the visual where they're looking in the reflection of the window at the old lady's house. Molly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah with the light coming up and yeah, everything. That's really a good, yeah, that's a good visual. It's one of the few it's good creepy. visuals in the movie. It's, a, it's an effective scene. I agree. I don't care for the children staring at the camera and smiling when they're supposed to be being evil, you know. Mm. I, I, I'm a big... I like Village of the Damned. I love Children of the Corn. So... Those are both far superior movies. Right. That is correct. Right. Um, I agree. Or if you like those movies, this movie's not out of the realm of, you know... I agree with that. Believability that you would enjoy it. I think this is one you enjoy if you... If you like those movies and you want more of that. All I know... All I know, if I see a set of kids... Not saying a word, smiling, doing everything in unison. I am turning around and running the opposite way. I'm not going to go right. out there and be like, oh, I'm so happy to hear... And I'm dead. <laughs> I, 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 if I've learned anything marching from horror movies, movies... Arms sticking straight out. Mama! Mama! Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. These are like nine-year-old children. <laughs> well, and two and of them... they've been dumbfounded to... Uh... Two of them Two were the <laughs> producer, actually the same producer that made some deals with locals to use certain locations. Uh, two of his children are actually the children that were on the bus. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> definitely um, a low budget. Why? I mean, I understand to a certain degree because that's that's just how this genre works. Because if you have any type of authority, law enforcement, it gives uh, the feeling of safety whereas if it's not existent it gives you more of that isolation but why do they always why is law enforcement always so inept and clueless <laughs> and this movie is very very guilty of it and this sheriff and this deputy are apparently the only ones that exist in Raven's back um, they deputize uh, Hank and Frank which is an interesting duo who kind of show up and then they just, they're not a part of the movie anymore. So I'm kind of like, well, what happened to those guys? Yeah, I was pretty bummed because, I mean, that was the only person I had even recognized. Peter Maloney. Yeah, he was uh, Bennings from The Thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he was, well, and then his, the, uh, the other one, he was, for those of you also are that are very obscure horror movie fans, Luther the Geek. Um, I know we've seen it at Horror Hound where he's like, he bites the heads off of chickens. He's got like metal teeth and he just kind of looks... He's that's a looking guy. Yeah, that's the other guy, opposite of Peter Maloney. Wow! And he actually co-wrote this movie too. <laughs> so next time I see him, <laughs> yeah. Next time I see him, <laughs> I got some questions. Right. <laughs> of um, the, the the gas. It, I, did it all go straight to the kids' hands? I just, I just, I don't understand that aspect of the movie. So, kind of going into spoilers <laughs> here because of what happens at the end, and I understand what happens at the end. It's not just a random thing. It makes sense. I'm guessing that this toxic gas only affects children, children but not adults. I want to say there was another child in this movie, though. 
Well, he that was get... Clarky, but yeah. he stayed home because he was sick. Oh, yeah, that's right. Didn't he get affected by it, though? He... No, he uh, got killed, okay, which I okay. thought was a very bold... Like, wow, they went there. I mean, they totally went yeah. there with this movie. There was a lot of taboos in this movie where they went there. Yeah. You know, and killing children. I mean, there was a massacre in a barn, basically, of children. And I mean, know, it wasn't like gory or anything. Well, no, like you don't that, see anything. But, it's what you hear you know, and what's implied right. and the angles. They eventually cut back to that scene, I think. In and the they're show all laying picture. There. They're just laying there. Right. There's really nothing to it. There was a child that came late in the movie with her uh, black fingernails, though. Like, she didn't earn her black fingernails till later in the movie, and right. then all of a sudden you see them change. Okay, what yeah. about that? What, what what did you guys take... What what happened with that scene? What was up with this Maybe kid? it just had... It has to take some time to settle in into the... It's got to run its course through the body. So she, she So this child didn't metabolize the toxic gas? a stronger gas. immunity. To oh, it, okay. Maybe. I mean, all right. I mean, that's plausible. <laughs> We've just got to make chicken salad out of chicken shit here, man. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this this movie is... If you just, like like we said in the beginning of this, you know, if you want to just have a good time, laugh. If you want to pick flaws out of on a movie, this is definitely one to watch. I wouldn't say this is a movie you'd want to sit down and watch... Because it's so in-depth and, you know, philosophical. Because it's definitely yes. not. It's a yeah. movie... That if you were with a group of people that just wanted to hang out, like you like you alluded to, Dave, talking about just something that's just out there, totally different, never heard of it, never seen it. I got something for you. Here you go. <laughs> and and, and this, this, this movie is perfect uh, for that, in my opinion. So, another character in this movie, uh, the Sanford Butler Jones fellow in his electric window. That dude is a hoot. You know what I'm talking about? Comes up to the roadblock. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. And then he has the phone call. Like, the, the one said, woman. Oh, he the one woman really who were the... Uh, it was yeah. Dee Dee Shore with her uh, swinger husband just standing out by the side of the pool just lifting weight. That <laughs> That's such a weird scene. I can't yeah. remember the quote. He says something really stupid, though, and you're like, oh. There's a lot of those. I yeah, guess. there are. <laughs> but he just... He says something, and then he rolls up his window. I actually thought that was pretty comical. Because, like, this guy's such an arrogant jerk, you know? And his <laughs> nose is so high up in the air yeah. over this whole deal. Every horror movie needs a handful of those. Right. And he, we, sadly enough, we didn't get to see his death. But he, it is implied that he is killed because he has this fancy hat on. And then you, as you see in the carnage, I think it's John running by. You see someone laying there and you see the hat. Yeah. Out. So he got it too. Jimmy hat. Yeah, it's like a Panama Jack hat type. Oh, no, that's not a Jimmy hat. But, but yeah, I, what, who, who is this guy? And and why does Dee Dee Shore, the chick that was by the pool topless, smoking, just lighting up a joint in front of the sheriff? <laughs> they just needed a gratuitous breast scene. I mean, yeah, I guess. He got, you can't he take this movie too seriously. No. But I, I just, I had to comment on this character because... He is over the top. He's very over the top, and I found it comedic. And the other uh, moment I found that was fairly comedic in this was when the character of... Oh, what's her name? It's the girl that's wanting to hang out with the... He's want, she's wanting to date the deputy. And she comes into town because she basically wants a kiss. And whatever reason, Deputy Harry... Susie... Uh, yeah, Deputy see. Harry deems it in poor taste to kiss her while he's on duty, while Hank and Frank 
are right there, and then they proceed mm-hmm. to heckle him and just give him a ration of crap, which mm-hmm. I totally supported. I thought that was funny. Like, well, tell me- us, Harry. Meanwhile, this ch- this person looks like she's 14, yes. 15 years old. It, it's, I don't know. I was a little disturbed by that, that scene, actually. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, is, it was kind of funky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of things. I mean, with, you know, just leaving the bus on the side of the road the entire time. Well, and then, then like, okay, the bus was parked in the road, and all of a sudden it was parked alongside of the well, road. Well, I had believe moved the sheriff, he moved Did it. Did he move that? Okay. When, when the one... Off camera? I, off, I, it I definitely off so. camera. This, <laughs> but he this has got editing it. problems okay. in, this, yeah. in this movie. The continuity right. of it is a little... Right, like the very first death scene that we see with the... Uh, it's the Dr. Gould mm-hmm. character who, actually, I want to comment on that too. Was the there was a the interesting lesbian subplot dynamic there with that doctor woman in the beginning that went with the sheriff to the bus yeah. that ended up getting killed at the cemetery, yeah. and the actual mother who is just doped up on codeine apparently playing a piano. Uh, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> But here's the thing that was just very alarming and appalling to me was just the lack of concern that these children are missing. Yeah. The one woman that's sitting by the the D.D. Shore character, she actually was excited about the possibility that there could have been kids kidnapped. (laughs) One of them being her own. I'm a parent. I've been there. (laughs) I mean. On a bad day. But this seems like a normal day for D.D. Shore. This is just a Tuesday for her. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, but... Yeah, there's all kinds of things you could pick apart. Like I said, with the bus, you're just leaving the bus on the side of the road. Uh, yeah. The dead dog in a closet, and as soon as the door opens, he's just shooting blindly. Yeah, he's shooting the dog. Why not? You know? Um, here's a question. What The phone lines. Why were all the phone lines dead? Was it? Did we ever... Did they show... Dude, it's a horror movie, and children are just going to be cutting phone lines. I mean, that's what they do. That's... Probably off camera, little, yeah. Little rascals, yeah. Yeah, off camera for sure. <laughs> There's a lot of off camera work in this movie. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. A lot Michael of things, Myers always cut the phone lines in Halloween without being a, shown. On a camera. lot of things are implied Come that on, they're being man. done. <laughs> Ask too many questions. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, okay. So the kids, they got black fingernails. The the gas from the the nuclear plant has went to their hands for some reason. And if you get touched by the children, you die. And your get face fried. gets ate off like crazy. No. So, the only way to deal with this... Whack them. Whack. Just cut, cut off those hands. hands off. Just cut those hands off. Yeah, which was like, whoa, but then you realize how bad it was when oh, you see man. it. Oh, man. It looks like Play-Doh at the end of the hands and the stubs and stuff. Yes. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It reminded me of, like, the meat from Pink Floyd's... Uh, Another no, brick in the wall, wall yeah. you know um, yeah. the, the children. What that that paste that was turned into? That's what it looked like to me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you? Yeah, think? That's correct. I don't think. I mean, it just they just have stumps all left uh, on their arms that are skin tone. There's no blood. It's goofy. Okay. Well, I mean, but the sheriff did make the comment when he's like freaking out when he's like, they don't bleed. It's their hands, and he goes, he like cleanses them out in front of them. All <laughs> oh, the acting in this movie is it. It's worth noting, but Good not in a great positive way. Good for a laugh. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you this movie you cannot take seriously. I, th- I think this is, you know, the point where we can go to the end. 
<laughs> I mean, right. Yeah, sure. One scene. There was one scene. One taboo scene that we didn't touch on real quick. The the, the smoking scene with oh, the, the Cagney character yeah, where she's like, yeah, pregnant. Yeah. She's like, I'm wow. sorry. Sorry, baby. She has the audacity to go spark up a cigarette, <laughs> sitting there caressing her pregnant tummy. She's it's drinking. Like, too. It's 1980. <laughs> and says, "Sorry." <laughs> Wow. That's what you're going to get when you watch. Yeah, this movie, the, the, you're 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 going to get all kinds of just curveballs thrown at you in this one. So just enjoy the ride, take it for what it's worth. So, unless you guys have anything you want to add on, uh, really. we're ready to go into our uh, wrap ups, recommendations, yeah. and reviews. Okay. By the way, there was a remake of this. Was in there? 2008, they remade it. It's, it's a little what? different. It's not like the same. Oh, Did Troma premise. make it? Uh, no, no. It was completely. Oh, okay. Separate Sorry. remake. Okay. I don't even know. So Troma just bought the movie. It was they bought the rights to it. It was originally released by Vestron Video. I haven't okay. watched it. I know it's it's winterized. It's it's a set in the wintertime. There are not enough so. horror movies set in the winter. Yeah. No. It might be a good one to check out. In the, yeah. You know, I, I don't know about everybody else, but I like to. Save movies for different seasons. And winter, I, I like Absolutely. to watch my Miseries and The Shining. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Hateful Eight, you know, yes. on a good snow day. But yes. maybe this is one of those you can check out. On snow day. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really recommend it. But anyway, my my opinion of this is definitely check it out if you want to see something similar but not as good as The Children of the Corn or Village of the Damned. It's, it's in that wheelhouse, but... I call it. Uh, I give it a five point five. Five point five. That may be generous, but Out of ten. That's, it's because it's nostalgically, uh, you know, one of those movies that I enjoy. That's actually what IMDb has it rated at. Is it? Yep. All right. IMDb's got it at five point five. Then I can't be wrong. <laughs> Catch yeah. What do you think about? It? Well, Dave, I think you're wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And, and you're absolutely <laughs> right in saying that. Um, you know, I was actually I'm kind of close to this rating. Um, th- I was a little upset with the ending because the baby has the black fingers, mm-hmm. okay? And it was touching the mom. Yes. I think the mom should have died. Yeah, the, so breast, the breast should have that, at least been turning to Swiss cheese. Yes, hamburger. absolutely. That would have been really cool to end it that way where the, you know, the, the hand is on the, the, the mom's <laughs> breast and then all you see is just smoke coming out and she's screaming, cut. Sure. That'd been an awesome ending. I would actually, it would have given it, from my rating right now, it would go up 0.5. Really? It would go up 0.5 if they would have just done that. What if I threw this at That's you? Fair. What if the baby, since it's a newborn, it wasn't quite up to strength yet? So it needed the mother. Maybe it had this innate process where it understood that sure. I need her to sustain myself to get myself at strength I mean I, I don't know I mean, it's cute it's maybe, alive as maybe. the next movie to watch in this series there you oh, go okay. there you so, go wow yeah. what, I'm, what, I'm still that doesn't change my rating that fair enough it's <laughs> it's the baby, yes. Yes. that's how they should have ended it <laughs> um, so I give this a 4.5 4.5 out of 10 alright well for me um, it's riddled with bad acting poor dialogue and editing we touched on that and this movie just doesn't cut it for me. The premise isn't awful, actually. I mean, I've watched movies with worse plot, you know, text that was way flimsier than this. But this movie, it just the delivery on this is just awful at so many different levels. Um, the best things I think about this were Manfredini's score that he ripped off of himself 
and Psycho and Jaws. But I did dig the grindhouse look of the film with yeah. the graininess and everything. Uh, the the kill scenes when the children were killed, it was distorted recordings of cats in heat, and that's so weird. It was <laughs> I thought so it was weird. like ghosts. I thought it was like ghosts. It did have a haunting kind of feel to that. I agree yeah. with you, but it was I couldn't place it. And then I got looking into some trivia on this movie, and it was cats in heat. I'm that's like, goofy. okay, that's awesome. <laughs> but oh, I know. But yeah. like we said, unless you're in the movie to watch in low budget, obscure, cheesy, late seventies, early eighties horror, you know, this movie is avoidable and very forgettable in my mind. Um, <laughs> it's streaming on Amazon Prime for free if you're an Amazon Prime user. And like Ketchum said, it's a five point five out of ten on IMDb. There's no Rotten Tomatoes score. Because <laughs> they not... haven't taken the time to watch it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the audience has because the audience gives it a thirty nine percent. And when I first watched this with you, Ketchum, with the, the copy we had, I won't say who gave it to me. <coughs> uh, <laughs> the syncing with the sound and audio was a little off. Yeah. And to me, that's a yeah. very big distracting element to a movie, and it really takes me out of it. But after kind of figuring out that watching a little bit of the Amazon Prime version, the syncing with its own point, my rating has changed. It actually went up. I had this at a 3.5 out of 10. It's a 4.10. Or 4.0 out of 10. It's a 4.10. 4.1. There we go. We're going fractional on this one, guys. Well, no. you know, to be honest, with the uh, what you just mentioned about the cats yes. and everything, I, I, I would love to change my rating to a 4.75. Okay, fair enough. Okay. But yeah, 4 out of 10 for me. I'm sticking so. at 5.5. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, you and IMDb just hang out up there. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, at this point, this will conclude our review of The Children from 1980. Tune in for our next episode. So for Lord Ketchum and Dave King of the Road, I am the Mayor, Matt Logsdon, and we'll see you next time out on the highway.